Rabbi as we are Bezra Hashem now, in the conclusion, Bezra Hashem, of these wonderful few days that we were together in this gathering, the seminar, I would like to put a few words maybe in continuation to my conclusion lecture three months ago. In the last seminar, number 33, Rebbe Zil invited me or insisted that I come from Eretz Yisrael and it wasn't easy to leave Eretz Yisrael and my family in those crucial weeks, it was mamish in the in the middle of the Mulchame, which is so fresh and close to us, its remembrance, the <coughs> pachad, the air raids, the missiles, which I lived in Eretz Israel, I am in Eretz Israel. And the drasha that I had given then, in the conclusion of the seminar th- number 33, was about Bitochen. It was in the atmosphere of those days. And today, when we are Baruch Hashem, several weeks later, I feel that it's appropriate to put in several words of Shavach Vahido. I'm sure everyone here, shortly after the war ended, had opportunities to hear and to say and to express But I think it will be appropriate for myself and you'll bear with me if I could say my feelings of on those crucial weeks and on Purim when it ended I would like to say just a little Hagdara of how I feel about the Muhammad and the Hatzola and the Ness and everything else. We know that the Torah is based basically on two foundations. HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave us the Aseris HaDibrois and they were two luchos. And these two luchos are connected the two foundations of Torah, which is Ahava and Yireh. Mitzvah Saseh and Mitzvah Loi Saseh. The first five Dibros are basically Mitzvah Saseh. Basically, to teach us about Ahava Sashem, Anoichi Hashem Anukecho, Lo Yilecho Lehim Acherim Alponai, Shabbos Kodesh, Kibbutz which are basically Yisodos of Av. The second five Dibras are basically Yisodos of Yireh. Loi Sirtzach, Loi Sinof, Loi Signoi, Loi Sanabreachet Shoker, Loi Sachmut. Basically, Lavin and Yireh Shemayim. And Ramban says that these are the two foundations of Torah. There is the Av Hashem. 
to be Oyvind Hashem in the positive form, and the Yerushamayim, the tremble and the Zahiras of the Mitzvah Slayusasa, Yerushamayim. And these are the foundations of Torah. The Maise, Kaviyochla Kodesh Borchu, in his Hashgochu with us, Lemaisa takes also these two forms of communication kaviyochol and hashgochol between HaKadosh Baruch and Am Yisrael. When HaKadosh Baruch does listen to Am Yisrael, when HaKadosh Baruch is mashgiach on us and kaviyochol worries about us and saves us in many different ways, many different forms, ba'ifen kloli, in an overall way of looking, we can look at it in two ways. Sometimes it's a, a pu'ule, if we can express it, which reminds us of Yireh. And sometimes it's a pu'ule, which reminds us of Av. Sometimes a father who is worried about his child's learning worried about his child's health, and does maizim, which be'emes, are for the good of the child, but sometimes it comes with a little petrol, sometimes it comes with a little slap, because sometimes this is what is necessary for the good of, and for the good welfare of the child. And sometimes, we find outright pu'ulas of av, in embrace, a kiss from a father, it's in a positive form, an outright embrace, straight way av. When we say, In every generation, and all through history of the Jewish people, we went through many thousands and thousands of Siyata Deshmaya, of Ashkoch of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that helped us and saved us. But they weren't always in the same Nusach and always in the same thing. Many times, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, when he saved the Jewish people, Sometimes it's with a cloud, sometimes with, with one Medina, sometimes it's with, with a certain group, a certain gathering. It comes with a tremble. It comes with a pachat. It comes with a nisyonis. And we know that the nisyonis are all for our good. But it's not the point to describe how it's for our good, but I'll call, it, I'll call upon him, it comes with a tremble, comes with a pachat. It's not easy to discuss. It's not easy to conceive. And I don't think it's in, it's in the right moment now to discuss how actually the Holocaust, as Chorn Beis Amikdosh, was a Hatzalaf Amisur. I don't think it's now the time to discuss it. It was a Hatzalah for Am Yisrael. If it wouldn't be the Chorben Beis Amigdash, the first Chorben Beis Amigdash, 
When the Malchi Yehuda, after Menashe, and then the last Malachim, when they took Reen of Am Yisrael, and they were the Balabatim of Am Yisrael, and they governed Am Yisrael, and they were Rishoyim, if there wouldn't have been the Churm Beis Hamikdash, Am Yisrael would not have been able to survive. And Am Yisrael was destroyed and rebuilt anew, and we came back. And instead of these Malchi Yehuda, these Adiyah by the Zorah, at our being our Manhigim, we had Ezra Nechemya Zrubovel as our Manhigim. And the second base of Mikdash, when all the Malchi Yisrael, it was Hordos, etc., etc., the Tzedukim, that they had reign over Am Yisrael. And Am Yisrael was in a Sakona of being Machmonos and wiped out. And again, HaKadosh Baruch made a terrible Chorban, and Am Yisrael was rebuilt under the Hanhaga of Rebbechen ibn Zakr. And Ibn Gamliel, and the Shoshalas of Rebbe Gamliel, they were our new leaders. And it's hard to describe, but I heard from many people, and this is not the subject of my, of my, of my, my discussion today, who were in Europe before the terrible Churban. The Yeridah, the Haskola, was so grasping on all of Am Yisrael. And I heard from many people, I can't imagine if there wouldn't have been this Churban, what would have been less Am Yisrael. Rahman al-Islam, Am Yisrael was going down, down, down. And there was a terrible uprooting. And Am Yisrael was built anew with fresh blood, with Kedusha, with Tyre, Yeshivas, new, new, new communities. It was a Hatzalah for Am Yisrael. But a terrible trembling price we paid for it. Yir, we paid a terrible trembling price. And many other instances of Hatzalah that HaKadosh Baruch Hu did, did for us. And mostly there were prices paid. Many times a person has a car accident. And he sees how HaKadosh Baruch Hu watched over him. And Baruch Hashem that he's living. But his hands are bandaged up. His foot is in a cast. It comes with the it comes with the tremble. But there's a different way of Hatzalah HaKadosh Baruch Hu saves his Jewish people. Sometimes, and not very often, it comes in a pure form of Ava. Now Ava, we have to know how to differentiate, to find Ava. <coughs> One of the expressions of Ava, of HaKadosh Baruch Hu to his people, is Ke'rachim of Albonim. We find that Kodesh Baruch Hu is Merachim on his people, like a father to a child, like a mother to a child. And here again we find, in this marshal, two kinds of expressions of Ahav. One of the expressions of Ahav, in the Pasuk it's called Kigomul Alei Imi. There's a famous marshal from Abchaim Shmulevitz, 
He says a pshat in the Gemara. He says, the Marshall, he says, if someone is in a terrible situation, a woman is in a terrible situation, she's in a golos, in a gedush, as happened many times during the gener- over the generations. And she has to go from town to town, from city to city. And she's suffering, and she's barefoot, and she's hungry. And she's carrying with her a little baby. A little six-month-old baby. And the mother goes from town to town, from city to city. In poverty and in suffering. This baby, in her embrace... Can you say that he is also traveling from town to town? Can you say that he is in Gogos? Can you say that he's moved from one place to another? When they were in the first town, he was in the embrace of his mother. When they were in the second town, he was in the embrace of his mother. He doesn't change place, he doesn't change position. He always has his needs, he always has his spot, his place. His situation doesn't change because in the embrace of his mother is an embrace of Avo and it's a protection that has a new light about it. It's a protection not of year, it's not that you're being saved, but you're completely oblivious to all dangers around you. you you're not in Golas in the first place. It's a different kind of expression of, of, of Hatzolah. It's an embrace, it's an av. When we in Eretz Yisrael, and we in the Jewish world, and I don't think that I'm talking for as, a, as, as an Eretz Yisrael, I am an Eretz Yisrael, I live in Eretz Yisrael permanently. But when I was here last time, and we felt that we mamish one family, and the pachat and the worry of everything that was going on in the Sakonim, was mamish felt by every Elachid all over the world, and maybe especially over here in New York City. The closeness in the Pachat. And when we now say and give a Shabbat Vahidoya to Akadosh Baruch Hu, I think that it's very important for us to explain and to be Magdir what happened here. What was the color and the atmosphere of this Hatzalah? I think the best way to explain it is HaKadosh Baruch Hu brought us into His embrace and that was the Hatzal. It was the Hatzal of Av. I think it's, it's, it's not necessary to be mefaret. Here we have a Meshiginer, an idiot, a Rosh Merusha unpredictable, with unbelievable power. And he's going out with Sinas Yisrael. And his, his, his Meshugas brings him to start up with the greatest power in the world. And he does no bounds of, of Sinan until he brings the absolute Meshugas. And there's no way to stop him. We never knew until now how powerful and how, how Meshugas this man can be. And he threw missile after missile. And I heard a beautiful word. A beautiful word. I think it's, a, it's just a, a play of words. 39 missiles were thrown in Israel. And I think everyone here knows this story as well as I do. 
And one of the misses, way in the end, the last day, almost the last day, fell in Saudi Arabia. And we know how many American soldiers just made destruction, how many people were killed and were wounded. And someone said a Gvaldik Vort. There was once a Shoifit, who is a very, very beautiful, very Gvaldik Rahman. And he was being Shoifit someone, and there was no bravery, he had to give him 40 Malkas. He had to give him 40 slashes. But he had Rahmanis, he had Rahmanis. So what did he do? He took a little, he took his whip, and he gave him Amish, you know, he just touched him. One, two, three, he touched him. 39 times. On the 40th time, he picked up with all his might to give him a slash. And that was it. And someone asked, what's the pshat, what did you do? She said, I wanted to give him the last one to show him how kind I was in the first 39. He should know what was really deserving to him. And how to thank that he didn't get the 39. And if HaKadosh Baruch that last slash wasn't even on our backs. That last slash to show what the 39 was supposed to be, Rahman al-Islam. And on the backs of someone else, how much Rahman is and how much Av. But again, it's a new kind of Hatzalim. It's an embrace. And the people in Israel went through a lot of Mulchamas. I myself was in the Six Day War. I was in the Yom War. I was in Israel. And the Six Day War was a terrible sakana for the Jewish people in Israel. And I remember, I remember during the war, the Rosh Hashivas and Rabbana told the Yungalite, don't walk in the streets, because you take out the people's eyes there, the children are out, are out and fighting, and you're walking around because the, the Shiva Bochum are out in the army. But I felt I have a green passport in my, I'm a tourist, and everyone probably knows what I, ha- what I have in my pocket. I used to, I, I walked in the street, I'm an American. I don't know if no one knew America, did America. I felt myself, you know, out of it. And I walked to Sharit Tzedek Hospital. I walked, to, I walked to the hospital. I wanted to feel participation. And it was a wonderful Hatzol. There was Siyatid Shmai. But so many Karbonas. With such a, a, such a tremor. With such a tremor. And with so many Nisiyonis. In the end... When the Israelis won the war, how many Nisyonis of Koichi, Vo'itzim Yodi, Osele Yisachayel Hazer, Anachnu Kavashnu Iratika, so much secular Zionism, Nachmon al-Islam was promoted. And all through the, the Hatzalas of that Kodesh Bochu, it was full of Nisyonis, it was full of Tsar. And here we had the Asiyate Deshmaye. The Nisyon of Koichi, Vo'itzim Yodi didn't exist. The Americans said to the Israelis, you can have whatever you want, just keep out of it. Just keep out of it. HaKadosh Baruch Hu was screaming, it's none of your business, let me take care of it. You come within my embrace, you be within my embrace, and let me take care of it. You're within my embrace, you're within my kiss. Don't mix in. Don't send your soldiers. Don't send your planes. Don't have any missionaries. Don't even think that you're doing anything. Realize that you're in my embrace. It was pure Ava. Pure Ava. A very, very special Siyat HaDashmaya. 
Not to discuss the Nisan, the Nisan. Mamish. I heard from people, Mamish, an old man was up on the third floor. And, a, and a, an old man, an 80 year old fellow, was laying in bed and a missile came and destroyed the house and he just flapped down, he was on the first floor. In his bed, wasn't scratched. And story after story, story after story. Mamish, pella achar pella. An embrace of a Kodesh Baruch. Now, this phenomenon is something very important for us. Because we know that there's a big machlokes between us and HaKadosh Baruch Hu. I once heard from the Alta, from the Boston Nebel was in Williamsburg, I remember. I don't know if you knew him. He says, one day, Mashiach will come and will say a shir to fan for the, the spirit. That one place, HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, Return to me, I'll return to you. And we say, Hashem And it's a machlekes. We say, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Hashem Bring us back. You, you start off first, V'nashuva. And Hashem says, Shuva Eilai, first you come back, then V'ashuva Aleichah. It's a machlekes. And when someone will get up and say a teret on this machlekes, that's when Mashiach will come. He'll say the teret on this theory. But we know that there's two ways that HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Sometimes it's Shuva Eilai, V'ashuva Aleichem. And sometimes Hashivayim Hashem Aleichah V'nashuva. I think, I think, that we are intelligent enough to feel and to know that this embrace, that this Yata Deshmayim was Hashiveinu Hashem Alecha V'nashuv. HaKadosh Baruch Hu, sometimes HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, you got to go first. First you got to do it, and then I'll do it in Midah Connected Midah. And I think here HaKadosh Baruch Hu trusted us. HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, you know what, I'll start off this time. HaShiveinu Hashem I'll give the first embrace. But, this has to have a follow-up. If we were zeichet to such a siyata deshmayim, and I think, I think it's as simple as anything, that the, of an atmosphere, of a kiss, of an embrace, of Avav HaKadosh Baruch what has to be our answer? Our answer has to be that our communication, our relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu should be also in this atmosphere, in this color. We have to say to ourselves and to Hashem Yisbarach, if you showed us how wonderful and how delicious it can be to be within your embrace, then let us dedicate our lives to be within the grace of HaKadosh Baruch And I think this is the message that the Bazil Zayn Gezunt, that we had these three days of the Torah, the Rechizuk. But I think that this is the message and the color, the atmosphere of the Maskana, of the underlying the last word of everything we hear. 
is a chiddush. And here is a chiddush. When we talk about Ava, we usually imagine Yira Shemayim in the negative way of, of, of acting. Don't steal, don't kill, don't be Mechal Shabbos. When we talk about Ava, when we imagine a, a, a pool of Ava Hashem, we would imagine a Yid taking a, a, a glass of wine below Shabbos. And saying, and the wine is cooking. An expression of Ava. A skoch the hearts. But really, it's not that. Ava in itself has two forms. Ava can be in a positive form, but this needs greatness. And not everyone can even think about such greatness. But there's another form of Ava. And this is what we're discussing at this moment. Ava, to cut yourself out and to go away from other embraces, from other interests, and to put yourself within the embrace of a Kaddish Baruch Hu. When a father takes a child and he picks him up and he embraces him, if the child wants to show appreciation of this situation. What does he have to do? He has to do just nothing. Just let himself be embraced. And not shake himself out and run away. That's all he has to do. He doesn't have to hug Tati B'chazara. He doesn't have to hug Tati back. Tati doesn't want it from doesn't need it from him. Just sit quietly and let me enjoy you within my embrace. And that's what HaKadosh Baruch wants from us. When we live in a country, we live in a generation when the media and, and the, the ways of communication are so, so modern and so up, updated that a person can live in his house, as we had heard before, and can be within the embrace of every tumor, of every schmutz in the world. A person can live, as the Brazil said before, the kopisa, the chamre, with the manure of the donkey. And we are all under this, under this shadow. Because that's, the, that's our situation. And if we can find moments that HaKadosh Baruch Hu says to us, look how beautiful my embrace is. And that's all I want from you. Live a life of Torah, of Kedusha. And again, how much we generate and how much... Torah, how much we generate Kedusha. This is different levels of Kedusha for every person in the zone. But just let yourself, just cut yourself off from other embraces. And find yourself comfortable within HaKadosh Baruch Hu's embrace. Find yourself comfortable with our Siddur, with our Tehillim, with our Chumash. Find color. Find enjoyment. In the Yiddish home. Without trying to look for new enjoyments, other enjoyments. Not to find color in our life, interest in our life. But just say that the world of Torah, the world of Tefillah, the world of Yiddishkeit, it's beautiful, it's colorful, it's interesting. And in this embrace, find Gishmak. This is what HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants from us. And this is an expression of Av.
And this was a, 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 a wonderful demonstration. Just these few weeks ago, when HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, look how beautiful, look how beautiful and look how safe and look how sound and look how wonderful my embrace is. Rabbi said, I'd like to tell you a little piece of history. We don't like to look at history. Many of us, history is painful for us. We look back at the past, at the Churbanis, at the Tsaris, and I, maybe I shouldn't say it. Maybe we don't know why it's so painful for us. Because there is a Pasek that Shabbat Mahamelech says, Rabbi say history is a mirror. When we look past, we see the future. In the Goyeshi world, they say history repeats itself. It's an expression which is based on the, the facts of the world. And when we look past, we know what can be in the future. I'd like to tell you a little piece of history, which all of you know, and today it's written up in books. But maybe I should say it because I heard it from people who lived it. I didn't read it, I heard it. I heard it from Arash Hashivas. In the last Chorban, the Chorban Noida, and of course HaKadosh Baruch Hu has his Cheshbonis with every Jew. HaKadosh Baruch Hu knows what's good for everybody. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu knows everything has his address. But within, the, in, in midst of that Holocaust, that Meredek Chorban, I'd just like to tell you a little story, which everyone knows, but let me just point it out, with its beauty, with its greatness, with its genius. There was a mere yeshiva, and several other small yeshivas around it. There was many Tamirim from the from the Balich, that were get together with them. But the mere yeshiva as a whole, I think you know, were saved from the Holocaust. When it started, they all went as a whole to Vilna. In Vilna, they divided themselves to several small towns. And they got transfer visas, and they went down to Japan. They were in Japan for seven years, and they came to the United States and Paris Israel. Now this is a piece of history, Rabbi Sai. This is an astoundingly miraculous phenomenon which, which is, which if we don't, which we think we should put a little emphasis to see the beauty and the greatness of what happened in that, that, that little piece of history for these several people, these seven hundred people. We all know that was a time of Holocaust of Tsaris, and many, many Yidin, small percent, was saved, and everyone tells their own, their own nisim and nifloyes how they were saved. They went through Shel Madurai Gehenim, and they came out. And of course, the greater is today Kedoshim. And again, we're not trying to compare these to these because that's completely... How should I say it? it it's, 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 not, it's, it's silly to, to, to even talk about it in such a way. Let's just talk about this group of people. This group of people, these Miri Yeshivalites, they came to Vilna, 
And they went through, as it says in Pasuk, in the beginning, when they came to Vilna, they were divided up to three, to three, to three, to three communities, to three yeshivas, three different places. I heard from Yungalite who were there from today, not Yungalite, then they were Yungalite, today they're old people. When they, when they came to these towns, it was a lit to them, and the Holocaust was, was, was ready. Full blast, and they they, they distributed them to stances, to little apartments, little people. But people did not know what to do with them. They went to Mishpachas, they took out the Pesach Dikkah dishes, the most beautiful dishes. Everything they had, everything they possessed, they made them the most delicacies. I heard once from a young man, he says, I came to a home, that there was a mamunah, that gave out places to sleep. Stam was a beautiful story. I knocked on the door, and it was late at night, and I said, I was arranged to sleep over here. And there was a, a man, and a, a lady, a family, and they said, yes. The man looked at the woman and says, yes, of course. I walked in, they gave me a bed, two bachem, and I went to sleep. The next morning we get up, and we see over there in the corner, the whole family is lying on the floor. They gave away their beds. They gave away their beds. They gave us the beds. And they lied on the floor. They slept on the floor. What's interesting about the story is that when I went back, the Baruch told me, I went back to the yeshiva. I said, how could you do such a thing? You give me a family that didn't have words for me to sleep. They had to sleep on the floor. It came out it was a mistake, Baruch It was the wrong address. Push it to Baruch knock on the door. And they say, do we have where to sleep? Of course you have where to sleep. And the Mishpacha gave us the bed. And they also lay down on the floor. And we slept. Every Baruch had a good bed to sleep every night. Then, they went from Vilna all through Russia. I'm, very, I'm taking the story very short. All through Russia. My Rosh Hashanah told me, they had tourist visas. It cost the mamish pennies that they, they sent the money for America. They went like tourists. They were first class cabins. They had what to eat. They went through Russia, the whole Gehenna. My Rosh told me, we, went, we came to Moscow. Tourist buses took us to the most expensive hotel in Moscow. And of course, we also, in every, every hotel we saw was hiding a loudspeaker, we were very careful, we knew, that, we knew that we were in Moscow. They didn't know what to do with us. They brought us bread, they brought us food, we wouldn't eat. They brought us oranges. But Bashabat told me, most Bach never saw an orange in their life. We were, we were first class tourists. They brought us oranges to eat. The next day, we still had one more day till we catch a train. We had to take the train down to Japan. They board buses, took us to the zoo. Rabbi Shabbat told me I didn't go. It was too much for me. But some Baruchim went. They went to the zoo. They saw lines of thousands of people, like in Russia in the middle of the, the war, waiting for a piece of bread. In Poland, Rahman al-Islam, the furnaces were blasting full blast. In Moscow, Thousands of people waiting for a piece of bread. And here you have three, four hundred yeshiva bachrim in the middle of the Gehenna going to the zoo, eating oranges, sleeping on first class beds. And they went through Siberia. They saw the whole Chorbin. They went through the whole Gehenna. Like it says in the Bnei Koirach, Mokoy nisbatsu lahim be Gehenna. 
In the middle of the Gehenna. In the middle of the Gehenna. Like in a bubble. Enjoying, sitting and learning. They played Malachim Levoch with the bar and sat together on the train for six days. And they talked and learning. And the only worry that was on their heads was when Shabbos came. Are we out loud to excuse to flush the toilet because then the water goes out on the tracks? Or aren't we allowed to flush the toilet? Are we allowed to make, turn the beds from beds into seats? Or can we turn the beds into seats? And this was the pilpul, and this was the different Torah, and they went through the Gehenim. Mamish ki malacho v'yitzav alach l'shmarcha b'chol drachecha al kapayim yisauncha pandigit emraglecha. Through the worst situation that the Jewish people found themselves in the last few thousand years. And it was a beautiful demonstration that no matter what situation the world is, when someone is zeichet to be in Hakadosh Baruch Hu's embrace, oy vigish maktasis, Hakadosh Baruch Hu's embrace, there could be the biggest goers, but if you're in the hand from the mama, do vase from garnish, you don't know from anything. They arrived in Japan, telling. And they needed a base medrash. There was episode Meshigana. Probably his Meshigana because he had a Goyesha wife, he had a Goyesha wife. And he decided in Shanghai there has to be a shul. And he built a giant shul. Downstairs, a big ulam, a place for Simchas. Upstairs, there were exactly as many seats as there were Bokhrim. There was one extra seat. And they had a beautiful building. And they ate and they slept and they learned by a smother seven years like they never learned before. Because when you embrace the Vakadish Baruch Hu, then nothing that goes on in the world, you're oblivious to everything. And when we look at the past, at the Churban of the past, and as I said, the past is a mirror. Because the past reflects future. And I think we're intelligent enough that we're sitting in this country. And we know that we're on a bomb. It's nishposhet. And maybe HaKadosh Baruch Hu has rechmanes on us. And dam and damim, money and blood we know have a play on words. Because money is blood. And there's so much blood spilled today in Dafka in our generation. Such a, a financial crisis that so many tzaddikim Marbite Torah are so... I don't think I have to describe it because people know better than I do. And we're worried about the future. And here a few weeks ago, HaKadosh Baruch Hu told us, if you'll be in my embrace, you can have missiles flying over you. You could be in a terrible danger. My embrace, HaKadosh Baruch Hu's embrace, when it's an expression of love, And what will the Kurdish Baruch want from us? All we have to do is put ourselves into this embrace. Not to shake ourselves out. We want color in life. We want interest in life. We have to hear the radio. We have to hear the newspapers. We have to hear this. We have to see. We have to live. We have to see the magazines. As the Jewish people said way back, Bilti Hamoleinenu. All we eat is mom. And I, boy, so I think they were right. 
When the Amish were complaining about the man, I think they were right. Imagine in the yeshiva that the cook wants to decide she's going to, he's going to splurge. The mom was tapichis bedvash, a delicious cake with honey. And the cook decides tomorrow morning for breakfast to get cake with honey. All the boys are excited. And for lunch, cake with honey. And for supper, tapichis bedvash. And the next morning, tapichis bedvash. And the next lunch, tapichis bedvash. You can die. Every day, tapichis bedvash for how long? 40 years? Built And what HaKadosh Baruch was saying? Start chewing the Tzapichas Bidvash. Chew into it. And all of a sudden you see the Tzapichas Bidvash doesn't, is not only Tzapichas Bidvash, it has a taste of chont, has a taste of, taste of kugel, has a taste of gefilte fish. Every taste, every delicacy. And the color, when you come to a table, Rabbi Sayyid, and you're supposed to notice this, how beautiful, how many different colors. Notice today on a lunch table, how many different colors, how colorful our Baruch makes our life. Could you imagine a lunch table with one color? And they were complaining, built him on their name, one color on our table. But Chazal tells us that was, it was, Ke'eben HaSapi was like a diamond, and a diamond reflects every color. Every color and every beauty was in the month. And HaKadosh Baruch says, my embrace not only is it an embrace of Ava, but why, why do we have to look for interests? We have to look for color in our life. Within the embrace of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, over there in every color, every beauty. I felt that when that's show, maybe more Nebuch. We have so many neighbors where I live, Nebuch, Chiloin, Nebuch, Fry. It comes again at Pesach. What do they do? They go for a tour. Comes again, Shvuiz, Yamtit. What do you do? You go for a tour. Comes again, Sukkot, you go for a tour. Comes again, Hanukkah, you go for a tour. It's all the same, no variety. And our Yiddish had so much variety. When Pesach came, we remind ourselves, when, when, I was, when was our last Yom Tif? Do you remember? So we remind ourselves, the last Yom Tif was Hanukkah? What kind of Hanukkah? Pesach is a, its own beauty, its own smell, it's so beautiful. Hanukkah is Hanukkah, and Pesach is Pesach, and Shavuos is Shavuos, and Shabbos is Shabbos. And Yom Kippur with its, with its tremble. And, and Sukkot with its Simcha. We brought, Baruch Hu's embraces so beautiful, so much variety, so much color. Do we have to, do we have to look for color at that Shmutz? And this was a wonderful demonstration. Just a few weeks ago, HaKadosh Baruch Hu said, Look how beautiful and look how safe you can be when I embrace you. You don't know for nothing. You'll have missiles whistling over your, over, over your head. But if you're HaKadosh Baruch Hu's embrace, nothing will touch you. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu told us, I'm giving the first check. Now you have to return. What I want from you, just realize how delicious it is to be in this embrace. That's what I want from you, Hashem says. That's all. It was an expression of Ava. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants from us a kiss back. Yisha him and a who two kisses. And it says two kisses because it's a mouth kiss. HaKadosh Baruch Hu just a few weeks ago gave us such an expression of Av. And all Kamayochul he wants is to just give it back. We should say, How beautiful and how wonderful it is to be within your embrace. To dedicate our lives again. How much greatness and how much Kedusha 
But to omit from our lives other colors, other embraces, other loves, and to, to find to be within HaKadosh Baruch Hu's Arba Amas. And these are the expression that I wanted to give in continuation, as I mentioned from my last Russia, when we were in the midst of the Sakona, and today Baruch Hashem give I would like to conclude one more word, which could have a shaykhis, could not have a shaykhis, but it's something which I think is a mashav which I thought, which I think should be said as a last word for these three wonderful days that we, we were together. There is a Pusik very famous to all of us, and it says in Pusik in the beginning of Pashas Vayeshev, Vayeshev Yaakov Be'eretz Meguri Oviv Be'er Shod. And the famous Rashi says, Bikesh Yaakov Leishin Beshal. Yaakov Avinu wanted to sit Beshal. V'kofatz Olav Rugze Shal Yosef. Now, there was some kind of a, of a how should we say, it's in the words of Torah, not Chas in our understanding. There was a time of Yaakov. Yaakov wanted to sit quietly. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu sent him the Torah of Yosef, etc. Now, we know Yaakov wanted to sit quietly. What did he want to do? He wanted to drink a glass of lemonade and uh, sit on, on, on an armchair? No. Yankif wanted to sit quietly to be Oyvid Hashem. He wanted to be Oyvid Hashem quietly, Bashalva, without service, without tsar. When Yosef was taken from Yankif, it was a terrible tsar for Yankif. And he lost, he didn't have Ruach HaKodesh for 22 years. So why Takat? What was Takat the time on Yankif? Why, why shouldn't Yankif sit Bashalva? I will answer the question. Yankif's fathers, Avram, in the end of his years, he sat Bashalva. The famous Chazal, that when there was Akedus Yitzchok, Avram Avinu asked HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Rabbanu Shalom, no one is famous. That was the last. The last Nisayim was Akedus Yitzchok and Misa Sarah. And afterwards, Avram Avinu, we don't find he had Nisayimus. We don't find he had troubles. And even Esau, Avram Avinu did not see how Esau was Yitzchok Betar Vesrot. He saw Yitzchak building a, 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 the, the, the Am Yisrael. He saw Yankif and Esau, and he saw Yankif and Vino, and Esau, he didn't, uh, hid from him what was going to be. He said, Peshav, Yitzchak, in the end of his days, said, Peshav, Rashi says, that Kodesh Baruch told Avram, Elokei Yitzchak, so Rashi says, that Kodesh Baruch is not Miyachid, his name on anyone, as long as they're living. But Yitzchak was, Kavyochu, blind, what is blinding? Yitzchak had seen, had seen the Malachim, and, he, and his eyes were so enthused in the Kedusha, he never looked at, at, at the earthly world, world again. He never, his eyes didn't look at an earthly world anymore. And he sat, the Kedusha of the title of Yitzchak Avinu, without problems. So why can't Yaakov follow? Why can't Yaakov follow the way? Avraham said Bishalva. Yitzchak said Bishalva. Why can't Yaakov also say Bishalva? And HaKadosh Baruch says, Loi dayum at tzaddikim. That Olam Haba is prepared for you. You want to sit Bishalva? Sorry, it's not for you. And my father, my grandfather, 
Avram Kassit Bashava, Yitha Kassit Bashava, the end of his days, and be Ivan Hashem and be Nevin Gedolim? Why for Yankit this cannot be? I don't know if my answer will do justice to the question, but I want to tell you a little story, Rabbi Said, that I felt maybe a little explanation on this phenomenon of Bikish Yankit Yishud Lishud Bashava. One of the great people of Am Yisrael in the last generation that was mentioned many times in this seminar, Beis Hashem, is a yid called the Mechol Be'er Weissman. I myself was never zeched to see him. I think I was by his Levaya. I remember I was in Williamsburg then, there was Levaya, so I went to, and they told me, I think I was by his Levaya. I was never zeched to see him. Now, everyone here knows and is acquainted of many parts of the life history of this Goyim B'Kodesh. He was a man besides the fact that he was a genius. He was a Goyim Oilam. He was a Kadosh Elokim. He was a genius of, of, of an Askonis in politics, in Yiddishkeit. And many thousands of Yidin, many, many thousands of Yidin, amongst them Yidin that we know closely, all their lives to the, to the Pu'ulis and to the greatness of this Jew. And he went through the Gehenna. He came to the United States as a great person. He built his life over again. He got married again. And he shelled it like a home. But it was pounding in his ears till his last day how he jumped off the train on the way to Auschwitz and his wife and children were crying after him, don't leave us alone. He went through the Gehenna Mamsh. And all his life, he, he was to himself, I didn't do enough. Like all great tzaddikim, like Rabbi Yunus says. Many of us know parts of, of this great history of this tzaddik, the Goyim Vekodesh, what he did for Hatzalus Yisro. I would like to put emphasis on a little piece of, 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 of his life history, which I don't know if you heard. I, it's an impression that I had that people don't, 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 don't put the emphasis on. When Mechobek came to America, so what did he do? He started building Torah over again. He had plenty to be tzibrochen about. He had pl- plenty to be... How should I say it? But he started over again. He built his own life again, and he built the yeshiva. And he dedicated his life to build the yeshiva. He built the yeshiva in Mankisko. It's staying to this very day, Choshev Yeshiva. And he went out to build the yeshiva to make money. Now I'd like to tell you an impression, and it's hard for me to talk in public because, you know, when you talk to someone who contradicts you, so uh, you're a little in trouble. But the impression that I had, that I have from letters that he wrote, and from, I heard him speak on cassettes, that Michal Ber felt and held that he is rebuilding Torah in America and together with other great people who rebuilt Torah in America. He is build, rebuilding Torah the way he saw Torah in, it, in the beauty that he was Makalat in his rabbis. And how should I say it? I think he felt even darkness has an end. And he went to people and he told them with a gewaldic he said, look, I gave the blood. I gave the flesh. 
I, I went through the whole Gehenna. When you sat here and you were eating steaks, isn't it my turn that when I'm willing to again give blood and flesh and build a yeshiva, that you should give me a couple of dalarkas? Give me a few dollars? And it's much deeper than that, Rabbi Yisrael. Because what did people do after the Holocaust? I heard from a yid who lives next to us in Tifrach. He was in, in Hungary after the Holocaust. He said, you know what we did? We shoveled money. We shoveled gold. We worked at the Schwarz and at the Weiss. If a policeman would catch us, we'd start screaming, you didn't burn enough Jews in Auschwitz? And he just, let's leave us alone. No one could touch us. And we shoveled money. And what do people do in America? We shoveled money. And a Mechonbe came to people and said, look, I don't want to shovel money. I don't want to do nothing. Just give me a few dollars and help me build my yeshiva. I'll teach the Torah. Aren't I deserving that I should have at least this shalva? And a boy said, a nechtigetog. No one heard it. He got five dollars and three dollars and two dollars. And he worked with mamish, with sweat and blood. And Basil Zangin told me a story, a beautiful story. Then Michal Beck comes. If I tell you exact, exact, exact uh, property, you can hear from Basil firsthand. Michal Beck comes one Thursday night, late at night to the yeshiva. And he's walking back and forth, and he's walking back and forth, and he sees in the night, I remember my, my chaverim had all the brothers in night when I was a, when I was a child. And night the yeshiva used to learn Mishmari. Thursday night used to learn all night. I remember still, I don't mention names, they used to tell me, night yeshiva let my night, Thursday night. He comes to the yeshiva, and he sees Thursday night, he sees the other was learning, and something is bothering. He's going back and forth. Friday morning he goes back to New York. After Shabbos he comes back. And he says, when I came that Thursday night, the yeshiva was, I was unable to hold it. I spoke to the Balabatim, and I came to tell the Bachrim, go home for Shabbos, I can't continue the yeshiva, I am not able. When I came, middle of the night, I saw you learning such a small, I just couldn't do it. And it continued. I remember Alt Yingle, when I was in Besatama, I learned in, in, in East New York, we had a chavu, we had a, we had a friend, and I had yeshiva. He said, my brother told me, he says, a, a, a truck went by, and a whole sack of potatoes just fell off, and that's what the Bochum ate. And the Chobel couldn't understand it. Isn't it time for me to be Shkeshet B'Shalva? What was better from there? Isn't it Tate Samla Choshech? And he was wrong, Rabbi And I want to tell you why I think he was wrong. Because there's three things. There's Torah and there's Avoidah Gemilas Chasodim. In Avoidah and Gemilas Chasodim, there is such a musig of Leishem B'Shalva. Avram Avinu Isha Chesed. A person can come to a situation when he does enough chesed that HaKadosh Baruch gives him a bracha and he's able to have parnasa berachover and he can sit and write checks and shleshe b'shalva and do chesed. It's not easy, but there is such a possibility. In Avoide, a person can come, come, come to a situation when he picks up a siddur his heart starts to churn. It needs a lot of work. But Yitzchak Avinu was Leishen B'Shalv. Torah has a very special halach. 
And Chazal tell us, Vachalticho Nachlas Yaakov Avicho. What does Yaakov mean? Loika Avrom, that Kodesh Baruch Hu said, Kumis Alech Ba'oretz La'orko Ularochbo. Adam Avinu gave Kasma Kodesh Baruch Hu Eretz Yisrael with boundaries. Veloika Yitzchok. Eloka Yaakov Uparatsto Yomo Vakeit Matsafoyna Vanegbo. Where does the east end? Where does the west end? Without boundaries. Nachlo belimit tzari. If you want to be zechet to nachlo belimit tzari, then there is no boundaries to the preface and to the introduction. And that's why birkish yankif leishev b'shalva. Avram sad b'shalva. Yitzchok sad b'shalva. Yankif. That's not for you. Why? Because if you want to be zeichet to nachla b'limitzarim, then there's no end to the tzarim that you have to suffer through until you get to the day of the nachla b'limitzarim. And I looked up, I see the mechol ber. The mechol ber was a going the kodesh, but I think here, 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 he, I think I understand better. The mechol ber, you wanted to build toilet. You want to build eternity. You want to build nitzchis. You want to rebuild Am Yisrael from Mashiach Tzidkenu. There is no case for your Choshech. You went through seven Madari Gehenim. You go through another seven. There's no end. Because if you want to be Zeichet to Nachlo Belimitzarim, then there is no case for the Choshech until the day the earth comes. Rabbi Sai, we, I think we should realize that we are at door a very special generation. In Hilchot Shabbos, there's Lama Tes Malachis. And the last Malachis is Makar Apatish. Patish means the end, the end blow of the hammer. In order to plow, you have to have a Cheshivas of a Malachi. Every Malachi has to be some kind, some kind of a value. Makar Apatish is a very special Malachi, just the end blow. The end blow is a Malachi, it's an Av Malachi, it's something very special. We are the Makkah of the great binyan that was built from Har Sinai, from Avraham Avinu. And there was Tanoyim Bamaroyim. And Abai worked, and Rebbe worked, and had the Rambam, and the Mekiveyer, and, and all the Helikah Tzadikim, and all the Awarebis. And we have little hammers, but we have to make the Makkah The Makkah is in our hands. There's a very special generation. Two things we have to know. One thing, I think what I said previously, how do we make the Makkah My feeling is, when we look back at our forefathers, and this was the last words that the Bezreel Zionism told us in these three wonderful days. When we look back at our forefathers, at their greatness, at their genius, what they built, what they created, and we have to make the mark of the patish. I think that we could take the hammer and we could say, I'm sorry, it's not for me. Take it back. You do it. And HaKadosh Baruch will do it for us. But one tonight, if we're in His embrace, if our homes, if our lives, the moment we wiggle out of HaKadosh Baruch Hu's embrace and we run to other interests, but if we can 
do this last one word. What's the tachas of everything? The last word, Hashem, Echon Ushmoi, Echon. So the last word is yours anyways. Zakadosh Baruch says, yes, the last word is mine. If you say, Echon. Echon. We live our lives, find our enjoyments, find our color of life. Within HaKadosh Baruch Hu's Arba Amas, within HaKadosh Baruch Hu's embrace, we find color and interest and beauty within the Torah, within mitzvahs, within a Yomtev, within a Shabbos. This is the lack of a patch. But we have problems in life. Sometimes building a family, sometimes a big family, sometimes there's things. Self so we want, if we're in a Kaddish Baruch's embrace, we want to be Elisha B'Shalvot. Sometimes there are family problems, sometimes there are, there are all kinds of, sometimes tragedy problems. But this is one message we have to know. If we are to build the last and we are the ones who are going to be Zaycha because mitzvah the one who ends it, he is the one who gets the schar. Then don't say kates There's no kates for the stings and the trials that we'll have in our life. Because we have to build a Torah life, we have to build Torah families, we have to build Bata Migdosh. We have to build homes and Yiddish homes. And we can't even think of Leishev B'Shalv. There will always be trials. There will always be problems. Whatever we do, and sometimes we say to ourselves, isn't there a case to a Cheshech? Those that are under Yaakov Avinus, Embrace. Those that want to be under Kodesh Baruchus embrace. If we want to be the door to bring the Mashiach, if we want to build Koshra Elech Yiddish Ahizer in our generation, Nachlos Yaakov Avinu, we can't even think of Leisha B'Shal. It's going to be hard, it's not going to be easy. And even the, ones, the last words that Israel discussed. I, I, I sit in the audience and the Israel is sitting up here. I don't think he notices. He rattles off for us. Rattles off for us. Tuition. 40 days without newspapers. Learning a man and wife. Rabbi, this is blood. This could be said one after another. You know, you could say, tell us, this is blood, Rabbi said. I, Baruch Hashem, also have a wife. I'm Baruch Hashem. I married, I married my first son. To sit with the wife and learn is garnish push it. It's not this not from the easy things. And to give tuition in this country is garnish push it. It's blood. And someone who's used to it and someone who lives from the news and it becomes part of him. It's blood. But if we want to be Zaykhid, to build homes, and we want to bring the Mashiach to Kainu, we want Nachlus Yaakov Avicha. There is no case for that chayshech. We have to plow through. We have to bring this sacrifice. 
And as I had said, HaKadosh Bohu gave us such a wonderful demonstration just a few weeks ago. When we sit together with the Echod and HaKadosh Baruch Hu's embrace. Mitzad Echod, it's toiv and it's noim, it's delicious. Mitzad Sheini, but you're in a Sionis. It's hard. It's not easy. Together, Ava and Yirin, the Nisyonis with the the delicacy, the sting with the kiss, the Gishmak with the mysterious Nefesh. This and the end of generations will come together. HaKadosh Baruch Hu should help us. We should be Zeichel Be'ez Hashem very soon to see B'Yesh HaMashem.